Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these family? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. Live. A mystery then of the rosary allows us to see a teaching of the church, but to be able to go deeper within that teaching. Good morning. This is Michael Goldsmith. I'm with Matt Wilcom. We are Real Presence Live, and we're happy to be with you today, coming from St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota in the Winona Rochester Diocese and it's a beautiful day out there Matt. It is top of the morning to you Mr. Goldsmith. (laughs) It's good to be with you. Uh, Should we start with a prayer? That sounds like a capital idea. All right in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord you are our life you are our our hope and our glory we just come to you today with with you in our in our Easter presence in this Easter season, and with Saint uh, Athanasius, if I said that right, I hope is Athanasius. It? Yes, Athanasius. There you go. Thank you, Matt. Uh, he is our bishop, uh, saint today, and a doctor of the church. And we ask for his intercession today. So let's uh, finish in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Bring that mic a little bit closer to you there. There we go. Great. Okay. Excellent. And uh, we also have a little preview of today's Real Presence Live show with our producer, Aaron. Take it away, Aaron. Thank you. We have a wonderful show coming up today. In this first hour, Jim Kenyon, the executive director from Catholic Social Services, will share how we can bring those suffering through the darkness of post-traumatic stress into the light of a new hope. Right after that, Father Randall Casel will be in the hot seat, ready for questions about the faith during Straight Talk. Then in the second hour, we have a fun interview with Haley Stewart on how we can learn life's greatest lessons in the home, and she will be the keynote speaker at an event coming up. You won't want to miss that. And Father Andrew Dickinson of the Diocese of Sioux Falls has some ways to encourage college students to grow deeper in their faith with Christ during the summer months. All this and more coming up on Real Presence Live. Right back to you guys. Thank you, Aaron. And you are listening to Real Presence Live. We're coming to you from St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. Beautiful sunny day. It's going to be about a high of around maybe 59 here in southeast Minnesota. Really excited about that. Spring is coming back. Bring the temperature up, yes. Thank you very much. Lord, praise be to God. And uh, we, uh, what, uh, what, what have you been up to lately, Michael? I haven't seen you in uh, well a few days uh, yep. since the Winona Rochester Diocesan Men's Conference. Yes. Actually, yep, we saw each other there. That was a very nice event. I, the speakers were great. It was a good event to be at. Uh, just hoping that the the word and every all that kind of gets out a little better there was there was about seventy men there I think and you know we could have more men out there I think we could just get them get everybody fired up for that you right. know those kinds of things and get Jesus Christ back on the forefront of everybody's conscience yeah I really loved uh, the speakers including Father Patrick Mary Briscoe mm-hmm. and the Dominican from uh, he's originally from the Midwest, but he's serving now out in Providence, Rhode Island. Also, the uh, Dean of Men at Kenrick Glennon Seminary, uh, that being uh, Father Paul Hazing yes. from the Archdiocese of Omaha, gave a 
really great talk. They Just were awesome. Firing us up uh, so that we can go out there and, and live out our vocation as, as men of God. So it was good yes. to see you there. And then they had the 30, talking about the 30-day rise challenge, which right. was starting yesterday. Yes. Uh, and it goes on every month. Uh, from here, you can start it at any time. Just go to the 30dayrisechallenge.org. Uh, and then there was the Exodus 90 they were talking about. Also. The recap of yes, kind of those guys who... You those, had done that. Those you? crazy guys. Well, I tried. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I think it was the time of year, actually, yeah. that kind of uh, sunk that ship for me. Yeah. But I'm hoping to maybe take that up at, at, at a different time. The, the, taking a cold, short shower in the middle of winter, like in the middle of a polar vortex... Yes. <laughs> Uh, it was just was a little too much for me to yeah. handle. Well, think but what they could, what they had to do way back when, when right, they didn't even right. have it. So. I'm such a wimp, but um, <laughs> I do admire the guys. I know a couple in house at the diocese who mm-hmm. did Exodus 90, and um, I hats off to them. Really, yeah, they, I think uh, it's life changing for them. It really draws them back to to what's important and what what you know, kind of doing that letting go and. And bringing yourself back to the presence of God. That's, yeah. I mean, it really, I think it's a good program, and if you're able to do it, that would be, you know, great to do for, for men. Absolutely. My name is Matt Wilcom. I'm alongside Michael Goldsmith here. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Thanks for spending two hours with us on a Thursday morning. We're broadcasting live from St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. And uh, we are uh, going to be talking with some fabulous guests, including a little bit later on in the show. Um, Father Andrew Dickinson, who I actually went to seminary with oh, awesome. back in the day. And so I'm really excited to yes. um, connect with him again. He actually yeah. led a retreat out at Broomtree that I attended uh, going on maybe a couple of years ago now. Uh, I had no idea uh, that he was going to be leading the retreat. And so I was oh, wow. really pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. And so I think you're in for a treat. If you haven't heard Father, Father Andrew Dickinson before, he's uh, uh, just a gem of a man. So... I believe we have uh, our first guest on on the line, Jim Kenyon. Jim, good morning to welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you. Yeah, good to be here. You know, actually in Rapid City, and we just went through a little snow, and so celebrating the fact that sun's back out, and we're looking forward to a spring coming back again. So keep the snow over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll so that, I, it's it's beautiful over there either way, Jim. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. and you're, you're the executive director for Catholic Social Services there, and you're going to share with us how we can bring those suffering and darkness into the light of a new hope. And uh, we're going to be talking about specifically post-traumatic stress disorder. For those who are not familiar, Jim, can you give us a brief overview of post-traumatic stress disorder or PS- PTSD as it is it's known? Yeah, you know, actually this, this uh, topic comes in a very timely way. You know, about a month and a half ago, I did uh, some specialized training for our deacons who are just seeing more and more people coming into the church and, and coming into ministry that really have had some trauma-based experience in their life. And, um, you know, it's, it's, and, and so I did a whole retreat on trauma-based ministry and, and how to help equip those who are involved in ministry um, knowing and having greater understanding of sometimes the impact that trauma has had on people's lives and, and what they bring when they come to the church and, and how to assist people in, in, in recovery and, and bringing them to the healing arms of Christ as they um, try and sort this out in their life. But post-traumatic stress really flows from an extraordinary experience, life-threatening or at least well-being-threatening of a person that, 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 that is experienced by a person, 
And as a result of that, there's associated symptoms that include flashbacks, sort of a re-experiencing of the trauma that they have experienced, an avoidance, sometimes an avoidance of associated symptoms, sometimes avoidance of, of, of and a sense of alienation um, from people that we love or care about or lack of feeling supported, but, but also sort of a disengagement, um, sort of a hypervigilance, uh, a, a keen um, alarm system that goes off in, in people's heads and hearts um, that causes them to be a little bit more reactive. Um, and oftentimes some, some, there's some thought processes and negative cognitions or, or um, again, an exaggerated uh, startle response that can be a part of that, that um, person that experiences post-traumatic stress. But it's probably the longest diagnosis you're going to find in DSM-5. So it's fairly complex. There's a lot we know about it. Um, that's what I'd that, that's what I would have to say about what is post traumatic stress. What might it look like? Well, that's that's interesting. Uh, so it can happen with just about any type of a trauma, right? I mean, it can happen like through a car accident, or, or you know, can you explain that? You know, where absolutely. You know, there's been a lot of research, and right now there's a lot of trauma based focus in therapy um, and awareness of of what. Uh, trauma-based experiences, how they impact us, and how long-term those impacts can be. And and certainly, most of us think, when we think about post-traumatic stress, we think about veterans from war, right. and certainly they make up a very significant portion of those folks. But in reality, they only make up about 6% of adults who report experience having post-traumatic stress. Oh. The vast majority come from physical assault. Uh, they come from sexual trauma. They come from the sudden death of a loved one sometimes car accidents. Um, you know, there's a whole variety of, of, of ways in which people have these kinds of experiences. Yes. And sometimes we just stereotype it and, and fail to understand that actually the majority of people that identify with post-traumatic stress would be women and children. Okay. Well, I was, I was in a car accident in the early 90s, and they didn't really know about this stuff back then. You know, can you... I'm, I found a lot out through my through my experience, and I am still dealing with it today. Can you kind of explain a little bit how that affects the psycho, psychological kind of back, you know, with people, and then, you know, how are their emotional well-being? Because I, I, I still suffer, and it took me probably seven, seven to ten years uh, having, you know, different things happen to me with my body. Can you kind of explain that? Yeah, I mean... Really, we have to realize that, that these kind of traumatic experiences um, get embedded in, in, in both our body and in, in our heart and in our mind. Uh, these are real experiences that have profound impact on the way we understand ourselves. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of overlap, actually, between people that experience post-traumatic stress and people that have traumatic brain injuries. Um, so literally, those folks have been hit so hard, like our football players, we oftentimes... I think about there's a whole series of symptoms that sometimes go along with those, and we see a lot of co-occurring um, symptoms that come out as a result of that. Yeah. Insomnia, depression, irritability, anxiety. Those are some of those common kind of um, shared experiences. But yeah, I've worked with a number of people who um, certainly have gone through a life experience and trying to integrate and make sense of that experience in their life and and be able to to um, go through a process of recovery and understanding it is a process 
There's not a magic silver bullet here. Um, But for the most part, most people, when they have support and care, um, will get through these kinds of experiences. Well, talking about support there, uh, Jim, what what are some things that if you if you know somebody that's struggling if you have a loved one that's struggling with and and you can kind of you know know about that how how can they help bring a source of hope to those in in this darkness? You know, I, I think I think a lot of times it is it's the willingness to to walk with. You know, I oftentimes think of Veronica uh, walking with Christ through a traumatic experience of the crucifixion, and Mary being present with. And having an understanding and, and empathy, and a care, and and extending that compassion, um, it, it really is a ministry of the church. Um, it truly, you know, when we think of the thousands of martyrs that we've experienced in our churches over the centuries, like today, we're celebrating Saint Athanasius, another man who who experienced tremendous trauma, and some of that is a result of faith. Um, but there's a natural process that people go through where they sort of question where was God. How, how could have this happened? Um, what did I do to deserve this? Um, why did I survive this and other people may not have? Um, there's, there's a natural process um, that people go through um, to try and come to terms with and make sense of this. And being a steady presence and offering hope and compassion is really the central role that we play as church. Connecting with people with professionals who have some understanding of this, um, who can help guide them through the process of recovery, um, who, who can, in some ways, help them try over time to sort of reframe this experience. Um, but yeah, the number one thing I would say is to be present. To be present. Absolutely. It's uh, 14 minutes past the hour. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Michael Goldsmith. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Thanks for tuning in. And we are speaking this morning with Jim Kenyon from the Rapid City Diocese. He's a director from Catholic Social Services, talking about post-traumatic stress disorder. And uh, we we're also uh, wanted to ask you, Jim, what, what other resources are available out there to help those suffering with PTSD find peace? You know, there are obviously a variety of, of opportunities or places to go. Obviously, medical professionals can sometimes help people um, who may be experiencing some of the vegetative signs of depression or whose anxiety is so acute that, that just trying to um, uh, meet their daily needs, continue to, to be able to, to be involved in employment, um, helping them learn to sort of or, or help them manage some of the anxiety-related symptoms um, um, sometimes helping to provide some assistance or support so they can get a decent, nice sleep. Um, you know, they're, they're, so the, obviously the medical, spiritual, mental health, and family supports. And, and again, I repeat, you know, we, we do at our church, we do a, 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 just an incredible ministry um, that we really call a healing ministry, where we call people together. And, and last year during Veterans um, we invited people to come to this healing um, celebration and, and encourage them to bring the trauma of their life um, and share that with others, um, and, and certainly to pray for God's intervention and to know the support of our church. Yeah, that's, that's so important. I mean, for me, the spiritual side is what really, you know, sustained me. So that is just awesome. Well, 
Jim, is there anything that you want to add quickly to the end here? You know, the one thing that I would say is, you know, um, we have to realize in our church things have changed. And there are a tremendous number of people who come with traumatic life experiences um, that are looking for recovery. And we really have to have a trauma-informed clergy. We have to have a trauma-informed ministry team who understand and appreciate and know how to work with and um, and and help share that burden for people in their process of recovery. So, you know, one of the most powerful retreats I think I've ever helped guide or, or one, one of the most powerful trainings. So if there are ways that, that, that other professionals can help people come to understand this and, and, and help our families who are going through this find a home, acceptance, and extend the mercy of God. Amen. It's a critical role for us as church. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jim, for joining us today. I really We look forward to maybe having you back, uh, coming back on again, and so thank you again. Coming up next, so, uh, do you have a question about faith or anything about the world around us? Get those questions ready for our Straight Talk segment, and later tune in to hear about the fun local events coming up in your area. All this and more right here on Real Presence Live. Excellent. We are uh, broadcasting live from St. James Coffee in Rochester. We want to remind people that they can stop in to see us, Michael. Yes. Michael Goldsmith, along with myself, Matt Wilcom. Um, I am the Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and happy to uh, be here with you for two hours this morning on a Thursday. Uh, it's going to be around 59 degrees here in southeast yes. Minnesota, so we're really looking for, forward to that. And again, there's Straight Talk segment coming up uh, right after this. Stay tuned. There's much more Real Presence Live when we return. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. There's also that, that bit of humility, too, which is, you know, never be afraid to say, you know, I really don't know. I need to go look that up and, and use and, and use the resources available to you. There's nothing that will probably turn people off more of just not being genuine about where you are. And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, I, I wonder, you know, I'm a cradle Catholic. And I, I often wonder with, with the formation, you know, how many Catholics out there really have a really good, solid formation and really being able to know and embrace yeah. their faith. And that's the thing that I've enjoyed about Catholic Radio, just kind of bringing me back and challenging me to embrace that, as well as Real Presence Radio has been advertising for our Marriage Encounter weekends for free for so long. Beautiful. And that's one of the reasons why we are committed to giving back to Real Presence Radio because they've done so much and they continue to do for us without asking for anything in return. And so um, it's a wonderful thing when we give from our uh, from our sustenance. We, we give because we believe in it and good things will happen and, and God will certainly bless those. Hi everyone. The Real Presence Radio Spring Life Drive fundraiser is coming up May 8th through the 10th. Please plan to call in and pledge your support of your Catholic radio station. We'll be taking this family reunion all across the listening area throughout the three days from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have a blast, and we cannot do it without you. Please consider becoming an active member of this family of faith and hope if you're not already. It's the Spring Live Drive on the RPR Network, May 8th through the 10th. 
Rapid City Catholic Schools welcomes you to the 39th annual Mayfest Auction and Dinner Saturday, May 4th at the Rushmore Plaza Civic Center's LaCroix Hall starting at 5 p.m. The event's theme is An Evening in Paris and there will be a live and silent auction with hundreds of great items where all registered bidders will be entered in a drawing for one student to receive one year of free tuition. Event tickets are $65. For more information, contact Liz at 605-348-1477. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now back to more Real Presence Live. Good morning. You're listening to the RPR Network. This is Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom, Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, along with Michael Goldsmith, Listener Relations Coordinator Correct. for the RPR Network here in Southeast Minnesota. We are broadcasting live from St. James Coffee, and the coffee is brewing, and I'm getting the IV of the caffeine into my <laughs> veins here. And I hear, I hear it going over there, so yep. we have uh, several people in here this morning, and we welcome you to come down and just kind of give us a wave and say hi this morning and come and get a coffee. That's right. Free, free handshakes. Yes. I'm giving out free handshakes this morning. I do a hug, but I, I don't know if I can get up and do that, but yeah. maybe, uh, maybe afterwards. I don't know how to make a regular shake. <laughs> I'll leave that to my wife, <laughs> okay. but I'll give you a handshake. Right. How about that? Uh, yeah, so beautiful morning here, and uh, just uh, happy to be at St. James Coffee. This is a wonderful place of uh, where culture meets uh, religion, in a sense. We've yes. got a chapel right behind us yes. with the Blessed Sacrament, our Lord and Savior. He's right here. Body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. Anybody who comes in here can go into that chapel and pray. Yes. And whatever they're dealing with in their lives, they can offer that to God, come back out, have a cup of joe, maybe pop back into the chapel after a while, maybe come back out, talk with some other people. If you've got some things that you need to talk to f- good friends about, there are plenty here. And uh, you're, yourself included, Michael. Yes. I, I'm, I'm sure you're, you frequent this place quite I often. Do. I help. I, I volunteer. I enjoy doing it. Uh, it's, it's, a great, it's a great resource for our not just, you know, for our city, but the surrounding community. And, you know, it's a real reach for the new evangelization. It's just, uh, you know, this is what, along with radio and other, other forms, this is just what St. John Paul II was talking about. This is what we need to do. This is what we, we need to, uh, to get ourselves connected to in this new kind of digital age. Great. Yeah, and uh, I noticed we have a little small library over here yes. with some quality Catholic books, materials. Yep. That anybody can take off the shelf, yep. read, get some ideas, maybe about how to bring Christ out into the world. But it's to anybody who happens to see this sign in this in this area can come in, have a cup of coffee, or there's some other treats here, and maybe be inspired. Maybe even if they're not Catholic, especially if they're not Catholic, this is this is for you uh, to maybe uh, just kind of it's kind of like Catholic radio in a way in that you're able to kind of eavesdrop, in a sense, on what 
what our church teaches, what we're all about, what is this love one another thing that our Lord, you know, he, he, he threw out there to us and said, this is how you will, how people will know that you are my disciples, is that you have love for one another. And this is what an outreach like this is all about, St. James Coffee, and a beautiful outreach of the parish here, Pax Christi. Yes. And well, we are getting ready for our straight talk coming up, and Father Kazel has just joined us, so I just want to say welcome, Father. Thank you, Mike. Yep. Father Randall Kazel. Yes. Blessing to be with you here this morning. It's a privilege. You just came from, uh, was it Zambroda? Zambroda. Had Mass at 8.30. And, and that's where your parish is? Yes, I have Church of St. Paul in Zambroda, St. Michael, Pine Island, Holy Trinity in Goodhue, St. Columkill in Bell Creek, and St. Mary in Belchester. So my greetings to all our faithful in those towns and areas. So Excellent. Good to be here, though, with you. Yes, thanks for coming. And we've been talking about uh, late, uh, with our first guest, uh, Jim Kenyon, was from uh, Rapid City area, and he was talking about... Uh, the post-traumatic stress disorder that so many people in our culture seem to be dealing with we not only veterans but other folks for a variety of, of reasons and uh, he was talking about how it's important to get those stories out there and told so that people can go through this healing process and it takes time but with uh, the help of our catholic faith with the help of god's love they can in fact reach that end goal yes and it's an evidence that all things are possible with god and the opening of the mind and heart uh, to truth and love the truth of god's love the truth of god's goodness the truth uh, we find healing through the humanity of jesus by his divine grace uh, can lead to all blessings and good things so yes that's a proof of all things are possible with our lord yeah so how long have you been a priest uh, 14 years. 14 years. In fact, yesterday I celebrated an anniversary. I, May 1st is, was my 15th year anniversary of being a, a deacon. Awesome. So, you know, all priests are deacons as well. Yeah. So I was ordained a deacon 15 years ago yesterday. So I was thinking of that grace and what a powerful blessing it was to be connected to St. Joseph, too. Where, where were you ordained? Uh, as a deacon, I was ordained at the Church of St. Charles Borromeo in St. Anthony, Minnesota. Sure. Right, right in Minneapolis. Near Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. As a priest at the Cathedral of St. Paul. Okay. So you're a priest of the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. That's correct. That's right. You happen to be in close proximity to us. Here. Yes. In fact, my residence at St. Michael Pine Island is about 300 yards from the diocesan border. <laughs> we can entice so they, you to cross I, the border yeah, if I more go, often. Well, maybe. If I, but if I go outside, I can say I can preach and be heard in both dioceses. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to reincarnate yourself into the Winona-Rochester Diocese. Uh, that, that might be a, a stretch, but we're happy to have you here. Well, it's a blessing to be here. I'm yeah. thankful to be able to have this opportunity and to know many people in both dioceses. So. Great. Would you like to have the, the uh, gift of bilocation that uh, St. Padre Pio had? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> if times. God wills it, right? Yes, for many sure. times, and I would love to have that, especially you're driving around this area where we're, you know, we're in Winona, but then now we're in Rochester, but we have people stretched all the way across the diocese, all the way to South Dakota. Oh yeah, so it's kind of uh, it's geographically challenging at times. Uh, this, yes. this type of scenario. Yeah. I, say, I say sometimes, Lord, please just make me holy enough so that I can be in two places at once. That would be, really be helpful. And I'm yeah. sure our bishop has 
felt the same way as well. So I'm sure. From time to time. Uh, I, one thing in the life of, of the uh, clergy, uh, there's no shortage of need nor shortage of what our Lord asks. Our Lord wants us to be full with his gospel. You know, our Lord himself is the model where he stayed busy. He said, I have no place to rest my head. And people came to him and the needs and demands. Uh, but of course, he being God, we need priests. Our humanity needs grace so that we can strive as St. Paul has the model to be all things for others. So we right. try to give the healing, the encouragement, the teaching, the counsel, correction, uh, and prayer, it, many different facets of graces. Uh, but we all must share in that, the yeah. mission of proclaiming the gospel, giving glory to God. Absolutely. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Michael Goldsmith. We're talking with Father Randall Kaisel of the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. And uh, yesterday, Father, we in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, had our baccalaureate mass at the Basilica of St. Stanislaus Kostka. Beautiful church in Winona. It is beautiful, and I love saying the name. And uh, and so we had a a gathering of all of the high school seniors, graduating seniors from Rochester Catholic Schools, Cotter in Winona, uh, Pacelli in Austin, and also Loyola in Mankato. And it was uh, quite a sight to see. If you go on our Facebook page, our Diocesan Facebook page, check it out. I took a picture from the choir loft. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was really, really beautiful. Another thing uh, that I will put a shameless plug in here before we get to our Straight Talk segment is on our Diocesan Facebook page, Winona Rochester Diocese, we are partnering with Real Presidents Radio to give away something this week for our Friday Facebook fun. And that is a book about the mysteries of the rosary. Yes. And I thought oh, this was a, a great opportunity this month of May dedicated to Our Lady to, to get materials into the hands of, of folks regarding Mary and why she's important and to give people the tools to help uh, foster Marian devotion in their hearts. And so if you go on our Dawson Facebook page, you'll have a chance to win starting tomorrow morning for Friday Facebook Fun around 7 a.m. Look for that post, and uh, you just have to respond to a simple question or comment, and you'll be entered to win that book on our Dawson Facebook page, that book that was donated by Real Presence Radio. So we want to thank RPR Network for that. So thank you very much, uh, Real Presence Radio, for that. And now... time. This is again Michael Goldsmith with Matt Welcome and Father Randall Kazel. It is a, we're expi- excited to bring you this segment on Real Presence Live. It's called Straight Talk and it's your opportunity to share your questions and comments on topics relating to the faith or on things happening in the world around us. So give us a call 877-795-0122 if you'd like a question answered by Father Kazel and uh, we're just waiting for your questions to come in. You can also do something on Facebook also. So look up our page there, and, and if you want to write a message through Facebook, please do that. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. So welcome again, Father. Thank you, Mike. It's awesome to have you be part of this radio, and I know we've talked in the, in the past, and it's just great. I, I can't thank you for your support. Oh, you're welcome. And Real Presence Radio in our area fulfills a great need to proclaim the gospel. People need to hear the word of God, and there needs to be a continual message. And so the collaboration between uh, the 
bishop and the priests and the lay faithful working together in this sort of a mission uh, gives and provides hope for our faithful in our area to know that the message of the gospel is proclaimed in all ways that we possibly can. So it's a great blessing to be here. You are listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Michael Goldsmith, your father, Randall Kazel from the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis. And we're here at St. James Coffee in Rochester. And it's the Straight Talk segment. If you have a question about the faith or it's just something else that you'd like to talk to Father Kaisel about, feel free to give us a call at 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. And you can pick Father Kaisel's brain about just about anything that you like. And uh, Father, this past weekend, this past Sunday was Divine Mercy Sunday. Yes. Of my favorite feast. Praise God. By yes, far. I love it too. Because I'm in such need of <laughs> God's mercy. All? As we all are. But um, you know, Pope Francis recently came out uh, this past weekend with, uh, with something uh, along the lines of divine mercy, he says, is found in Christ's wounds. Found in Christ's wounds. What, what, do, you, what do you think of, uh, that means? He, he says it's love poured out for us. What does that oh, mean? Uh, the, this idea, this practical truth, the divinity of God that heals us is given to us through the humanity of Jesus. And it goes to our Lord saying elsewhere in Scripture, no one comes to the Father but through me. And our healing is to come back to God the Father, to be reunited in the will of God the Father, and thus the repentance that our Lord desires. And then the movement of the will inside of each soul that will trust in his goodness, his mercy, to do works of mercy. So our Lord demands that we be merciful. So our wills must act to follow. So, and that's in the will of God the Father, for he first shows us mercy by giving us his Son. And through his humanity and his wounds, he was pierced as a way that his, he willed for the divinity, his divinity to come into the world and to be shared with you and me so that the wound in our hearts because of original sin and our personal sin can meet the mercy of the will of God the Father in his Son, through his Son. And Jesus, in union with the Father, uh, gives us all those blessings. So divine mercy is, a, as our Lord says in the diary, it comes straight from the depths of his own heart, willing and desiring to reach each and every one of our souls. I, I love that feast. And there are so many profound graces that day, some, some that we see and can be part of through the celebrations and our own personal devotion in the life of the church, but some that we don't, how our Lord is working in the world. And at the point in time that we pray, we will see how his mercy will continue to be manifested uh, in, for our human family, for the world, for our culture. That's what we pray for. What, what do you think about the timing of this feast, Father? Uh, coming right on the on the heels of Easter. Um, you know, we have, we're all of a sudden going back into the passion of our Lord, meditating upon yeah. the sake of his sorrowful, for the sake of his sorrowful passion over and over again, I, right after Easter. What's, what, I, what's the church trying to tell us? I, the, the church, well, number one, I think it's the best because one foremost, our Lord wills it to be this way. It's just the best. But secondly, why does our Lord will this? Well, he desires us to continue to remember that it's through his humanity, what he did for us on the cross, uh, and then his resurrection, that is his power that rules everything. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning of end of everything. And he desires our lives to be immersed and revolve around all that he has done, all that is of Jesus and in and through him to live in the will of God the Father. It's all about him. Amen. Well, we do have a question coming in here, Father. You are listening to Straight Talk, and so we encourage you to call in 877-795-0122. Uh, please take some time and, and send us a question, either on phone or on Facebook. But here's a question from Vicki from Fargo, Father. Any suggestions for how to approach seniors 
Oh, she is on the line. I'm sorry. Hi, Vicki. Hi. Hi. Sorry about that. I didn't see that you were on the phone. I was looking at the wrong part here. Uh, so go ahead and ask Father your question. Yes. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Yes. My question is, um, well, first of all, just to preface it, my husband and I are of the age where we go south for, you know, some weeks in the winter. And I just have noticed such an increase in um, the number of senior citizens that are cohabiting. And um, we go to the, the Phoenix area, but also in the, the Fargo-Moorhead area, there are people um, doing the same thing. And um, I'm just wondering, it's very accepted um, in our culture, but is there any suggestions you'd have in how to... Uh, approach the topic or the subject, you know, with a couple that is doing this? Oh, it's a very good question. Yes, I have a few thoughts on that. Uh, the, the phenomenon is happening, uh, as you may know, humanly, there's uh, perhaps financial reasons, uh, perhaps other reasons of aging mm-hmm. and the aging of the body. There's a desire for care and concern in that, mm-hmm. and that's that's something regarding seniors that happens uh, as people grow older. And there's a need for much love. Uh, that's I think one area in culture in general where, uh, in a throwaway society where unborn babies are not wanted, uh, where seniors also mm-hmm. tend to be want to be put away somewhere, and you know seniors want to try to live life to the full and sometimes there's financial reasons to try to do that as well however i think the first preparation to the first place to begin in in addressing seniors in this situation is the preparation of your own heart to continue to be convicted Mm -hmm. of of the life and love of jesus christ and his truth Mm -hmm. and then as our our lord is directing you to address certain seniors or maybe some whom you meet and have a relationship with or develop one uh, that you'll begin to pray for them and and that you will Mm -hmm. ask our lord to go ahead of you i would encourage you to not be afraid to speak with them Uh, it's more about how you approach them rather than that you approach them to to approach them we're meant to bring jesus we're meant to share jesus with people and the truth and the love of jesus so Mm -hmm. uh, the idea Mm -hmm. that you feel called or maybe called to do that that's beautiful and so Mm -hmm. many people who may make a mistake or find themselves in a living situation uh, where they compromise faith and God's will and God's uh, the, their own moral conscience, uh, what will enlighten and give the way into life and truth uh, back toward eternity? Will it be someone who's faithful, who's inwardly prepared to be a part of Jesus in the mission of sharing the gospel? And then we'll pray that the work of Jesus may go ahead of them and through them, that they may share the life of Christ that lives within them. So your first step is within your own self to prepare yourself and to pray, to receive the sacraments, including confession and the Eucharist, uh, as much as you can, and then secondly, to not be afraid to our, let our Lord take care of the outcome. Can I add just one thing there, Father? That sure. Uh, uh, when I when I was getting married, we sold my house, and I bless blessings to Monsignor Donald Schmitz. He was our pastor then, and he told us that if you're living uh, conjoined, that you do it as living as a brother and sister. So you know, you you is it okay to to cohabitate if you are keeping that in mind and keeping the faith? I mean, that's that it's not in that in that marital t- type state. Is that? It's potentially possible. The issue you may deal with is scandal. Uh, if the people around you or the families, if if they um, 
tend to see that as a scandalous situation, I, I think even that care should be made. And uh, on the other hand, what I would encourage perhaps part of the conversation with seniors in this case would be encourage them if they feel they should live together to simply to get married. Uh, and then there's publicly uh, no scandal. The publicly there's the commitment, uh, which commonly in society uh, is weak regarding we live together, we share common things, but there's not a commitment really to what is eternal nor to what is for the best for each person in relationship. Great. So I think that at some point needs to be the, the strong encouragement. Well, if you think this is the way you want to live, get married in the church. Right. Receive yes. the sacrament. Otherwise, you're, you're, you, you become your neighbor's tempter, even mm -hmm. if you are living as brother and sister. Yeah. And you don't want right. to be, become your neighbor's tempter. Good point. Thanks, yeah. Thanks Father. Yeah. Thank, even thank your, you. oh, go yeah. ahead, Becky. <laughs> oh, even your grandchildren's tempter or your, you know. Yes, exactly. for sure. Because these people are grandparents and their grandchildren come and stay with them and it's like, yes. oh boy. Yes, our yeah. actions, our so actions speak you. very loud. Thank they you, do. Vicki, thank for you calling. Thank you for your beautiful work. Mm -hmm. You're thank you. Thank you, Vicki. Thanks, Vicki. So we are talking here through Father Randall Kazel here at St. James Coffee. And if anybody has a question, please, we encourage you, call 877-795-0122. Father Randall Kazel is here uh, waiting you patiently and joyfully. And uh, we, we want to hear from you and uh, find out what you have on your mind or if you have any questions. Again, 877-795-0122. Thanks, Father. That was good advice. I, I, oh. I mean, w our society is pulling in, in so many different directions, and it's so easy to uh, fall to that temptation, is it not? Oh, it is. Yes, because somebody else is doing it, you see it, and they seem to have a happier life because of this. Uh, but what ends up missing is in the interior life that we're really made for God, and we're made for intimacy with Him. And that's the goal, actually, of heaven, that we will be in that spiritual, mystical wedding with God for all eternity. The opportunity in this life is to prepare for that unity of heart and will with God when we are before him. And so then the, the book of Revelation describes that in beautiful imagery of how the soul is wed to God. And, and uh, I, I can say that there's no lack of interest. Heaven would never be boring. Heaven will never be boring. <laughs> so sometimes I wonder, what will you do all of eternity with God? I'll tell you, it's beyond what we can imagine. Right. So we, we want to live for it now. Eye has not seen, ear has, has not, not heard. heard. That's right. The, uh, something that I was really uh, came to mind, I really, was really helpful for me, uh, is quite helpful for me oftentimes, is just that axiom of don't judge the inside of your marriage, I'm married, and don't judge the inside of your marriage by the outside of someone else's. Yes. And so we shouldn't be looking to the perceived happiness of other people uh, as a, something that causes me to say, oh, I'm, I've got to get with somebody else and do whatever it takes to not be alone or, or, or to be dissatisfied somehow with my spouse and the crosses that I've been given yes. that have been given to me, uh, that have been allowed to have been put on me for the sanctification of my soul. That's right. Uh, so that I can not only get myself to heaven, but my spouse, no matter what situation that may entail. You know, I mean, there are certain situations where you've got to protect yourself and your own safety. That's a totally different matter uh, as far as, you know, separation sometimes. But uh, you shouldn't allow, again, the outside of someone else's relationship to to dictate how you feel about about the inside of, of your relationship. Yes, it is a danger at times to compare 
one's own marriage or one's own vocation to another's. Uh, there's a, a danger in that. Because and you don't know what they're going through. Oh, exactly. You don't know the trials. Uh, you know, so it's, I consider it oftentimes a both and. You know, marriage, marriage is something that's common, and people at Catholics, many are called to be married, a man and a woman to be married in the church. Uh, but each, mar- each couple that receives the sacrament is unique. Each couple and living out their marriage life is unique. And married, individual married couples need to remember that they uniquely are meant to manifest the will of God in their own relationship and the graces that they have received in their own family that they are raising and of which they are part of and how they are to share that life then, not in their, only in their own home, but then to others. They have a unique contribution to make to the life of the church. So each one should be unique. That's our Lord's intention. It's a both and, a common sacrament, but a unique living out of that grace. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah, it's 44 minutes past the hour. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Michael Goldsmith. We're talking with Father Randall Kazel. It's the straight talk segment here on the show on a Thursday morning. Thanks for spending two hours plus with us. But uh, we uh, only have a few more minutes with you, Father. So anyone who has a question for Father Kazel, please give us a call at 877-795-0122. Or you can leave a question on our Facebook page as well, the RPR Network Facebook page, and we will read that uh, on the air and get that answered for you. But again, the number to call, 877-795-0122. If you have a question about the faith or something other, something else that it might be on your heart that that Father Kiesel might be able to address. And, uh, Father, you got your Magnificat open to I have my a Magnificat. certain page. I recommend it. Yeah, get the Magnificat. It's a it's great fantastic. book. But there's, there's other devotional books that are daily, but this one is one I really I really enjoy. And one of the things, uh, I'm open to the page from the Easter Vigil, the renewal of the baptismal promises. Uh, and I think in this season of Easter, it is a great blessing if we focus on the baptismal graces that we receive at baptism. And a few of the reasons why, because it's one, number one, it's easy to forget. It's only about once a year that we renew these promises, unless you might attend a baptism uh, or there's some other unique situation in the practice of our faith where you might be called on publicly to renew your baptismal promises. But when we renew our baptismal promises, we are going back to that moment of grace when each one of us was baptized and restating again if we were baptized as an infant, what our parents and godparents said on our behalf, uh, or if baptized as a, as a perhaps a little older, as a teenager, as an adult, what we said for ourselves, uh, we, that we publicly say to God and to whoever is listening that one rejects Satan uh, and all the works of the devil, and the one professes belief, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus Christ, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the teachings of the Catholic faith. And we give our word to God in baptism. And I think if we think of baptism in this way, where we receive the grace of God, his word, and the power of the Holy Spirit, and God then enters into a covenant based on his word, and then in return, God asks us to give our own word, that when we realize at baptism, I gave my word to God, that I will resist, I will fight against the devil, I will resist the spirit of this world, and I will live for Jesus Christ. It, it gives that level of personal responsibility to activate the grace of baptism. Many times we find faithful who perhaps are lukewarm or not practicing our faith. Well, what is missing? What is missing is taking seriously one's word that one gave to God at baptism. You know, I know we're going to have a little segment on the Blessed Mother later and talk about that, but that, but that St. Louis de Montfort in his book, uh, True Devotion to Mary, tied these two ideas together, that consecration to the Virgin Mary was a perfect renewal of one's baptismal promises. And then what Our Lady did 
or wills to do in that consecration is to bring the soul face to face with embracing this reality. Uh, look, soul, as a mother to you, I want you to be true to your word. Live for Jesus. Live for him. Give him glory, and he will utilize you as a, and make you a saint in following him. Amen. That was the teaching of consecration to Mary. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, but Easter time now, this is when that baptismal grace can be renewed in a special way as there are graces that we just had at the Easter Vigil, Easter Sunday, to renew our baptismal promises. We have another caller on the line. We have, oh, we have a, a, a question from a caller. And so Donovan asks, why do angels need God? Oh, very good question. Uh, we can say it's very similar to us that we need God, and, and the, the reality is is the, the only being who does not need someone else is God himself. God alone is self-sufficient unto himself. He is the creator, uh, the uncreated creator. No one created God. The angels in their angelic nature are created, and they are dependent upon God, and namely the, the same way that we're dependent upon God. We're dependent upon him for love and for meaning. For God is love, and he's the source of all good and all love. Uh, and outside of God, there is no good. There is no love. Uh, because God alone is love and the source of love. So the angels need God, and they need to choose God to be true to their angelic nature. The angelic nature is created by God to know and love God, to serve him, to be united with him in their in own individual angelic will to the divine will. So it's much the same for each one of us. Each one of us is a unique person. We each have a unique human will, but we're made out of the act of the will of love of God uh, to know and love him and then to make our own free choice in our will to love God back. And we need God's help to do that. And angels need God continually. And thus they're, they're, they're most angelic. They're most filled with the, their own nature when they love God. Amen. And the same can be said for our own human nature. We are most human uh, when we choose to love God, when we love God and are in love with him. That, the importance of worship and love of God. The angels being, being a spir spiritual being, right? Yes. But they, can they still... They, they can still come in and, and come into form, right? If, if God wills. It wills that, because, if, I mean, that's what Mary saw, right, yeah. with, with the angel? They're not naturally embodied. They, don't, they do not have a body, but they could appear, appear in a human that. likeness, yes, for, the, for our sake, yes. for the sake of the communication that God wills for them for to them. manifest to an individual or to us. And then in, in that, then are they able to, because uh, we know from Satan, they're able to choose whether they want to love God or not, right? The that same. was in the beginning when they had their test. With that, that's we understand that the and angels had their test. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, It's uh, about 50 minutes past the hour. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. I'm Matt Wilkham, Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, uh, along with Michael Goldsmith, who is the Listener, Coord Listener Relationship Coordinator Thank for you. RPR yeah. here in Southeast Minnesota, along with also Father Randall Kazel from the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis, thanks yes. for being here with us. And You're this welcome. Is the Straight Talk segment. Again, uh, you can give us a call at 877-795-0122. If you have a, a question for Father Kaisel, we have a short time left for that. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Father, along with this angels topic. My son, this past weekend, asked me a question which I believe I answered in a satisfactory manner, but I want to hear your answer. Okay. And the question was, Dad, he said... If, if God knew that Lucifer was going to disobey him, 
Then why did he create him in the first place? Oh, that's a great question. And that's uh, one that's been pondered over and over through the centuries and <laughs> people reflecting because it certainly seems to, from our vantage point, it would have been a lot easier if God had known ahead of time. He'd just maybe just leave out that. Well, this is coming uh, from a nine-year-old. <laughs> but so, it's a great question. But he's been pondering it for a little while, <laughs> yes. nonetheless. But the reality is, and St. Thomas Aquinas uh, had commented on this, the reality is it's, it is better to exist than to not have existed at all. Even if, the, even if the existence is one of utter misery and hatred, it is still better to exist. And why? Because the very, the very fact of existence uh, um, reflects a perfection of God. He, God is. God is being. And he, from him comes all that is created. And so all that is created uh, can never, in a sense, completely forget that it has come from God. And it's one of the torments of the devil and any who end up in hell that they will, there will always be the remnant of the knowledge of the truth that all has come from God and been created by him for him. And however, God gives a free will to choose to receive him and accept him and respond to him. So uh, in, in that sense, from God's vantage point, even though there is a rejection and an eternal rejection on the part of uh, Satan and all the demons uh, and anyone who's damned, that, that it, is, it is from God's vantage point better that they exist because they reflect something even in their uh, miserable, hateful situation. They do give glory to God and they don't give the glory that they were meant to, uh, but still uh, that they give glory to God because they exist. Something that I brought up to my son was the fact that God specializes in taking someone's disobedience or a bad situation that someone might cause through that disobedience, namely sin, and bringing about a greater good from it. Exactly. Am I right on that? You are correct. Yes. Yeah, so that one of the things in the the uh, uh, aspect of God is that His specialty is to bring good out of what is evil or evil that has been done. So God willed uh, to not only uh, create and make creation good, as we know from Scripture, but also uh, that God willed to permit it uh, so that there would be even a greater glory. And the, the greatest glory we have is the the Word incarnate, Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. And that was part of the what we have as a tradition, a small t tradition. But that the thought was is that the angels, well, part of their test was to understand that God willed to take to Himself our human nature, and that they would be a part of serving that. They would serve the Redeemer. And we know from various episodes of our Lord's life that the angels did serve Jesus. For example, after He finished His fast in the desert and was tempted, the angels came and ministered to His right. to Him in His humanity and uh, worshipped His divinity through His humanity. So the 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 great good that comes out of this uh, from our Lord being the Word incarnate, because we we needed Him. Yeah, we needed Him. Did yeah. they not minister to Him also in the garden? Yes, that's another example. Mm -hmm. When you say and I, I'm not clear on this either, so it would be great. You know, you talked about the test of the angels, you know, so, so being that Satan and they, and they broke from God at that point. So is, there's no coming back from that test for the angels, right? I mean, it's either, it's either one way or the other for them already. Yeah, the, the subtle teaching on that is there's no, tur no turning around for the angels. They, they, they have made an eternal decision. And so it's been it's eternal. Okay. Yeah. That's... I think I, for me, that's a, a you know because I've heard people talk about that in a in a in a in a sense that they still have that choice, and I, I'm like I could, I'm like I don't I don't know for sure and exactly how the teaching is on that, but yeah, that they they're already made their choice. Yes, now, the but angels. We, but we have but we have the the ability to 
through our Redeemer now, through Jesus Christ, that even though we sin and we have the sacraments of the church, that we're able to come back and, and repent. And, and we have that ability, even though we've fallen, to come back and, and be in the glory of God. We have the gift of time. Exactly. Each day is a gift. I love to say the prayer uh, each day as I wake. I said, uh, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this gift of a day. Each day is an opportunity to love Jesus. And when one looks at uh, the idea of repentance, it's a day also to repent and, and receive grace from Jesus to have one's heart moved to conversion and to pray for this, to desire this. Each day is an opportunity and a gift for that purpose because when, when we come face to face with eternity, then, then it's done. It's settled. And that moment of standing before our Lord and at the judgment, we're giving accounting of one's life. Uh, that, that's what we prepare for now. Each day is an opportunity. And we pray that in, in our Lord's grace, that it be the opportunity to grow in love, that we have each day as an opportunity to love our Lord even more. Yeah, talk about that a little bit more because uh, that's one of the things that I brought up to my son was the fact that if God had chose not to create some angel or some person just because he knew beforehand that they would disobey well is that really giving people a chance to love him freely that's the whole question of what the value of free free will yes the the free free will is at the center of why our lord has permitted all this the the will is the the will is where the will is where there is virtue and where we can grow in holiness and will is also where there's culpability that is when someone does wrong that there is actual guilt it's in the will so when one one wills to do what god wants one is growing in holiness and in virtue and in love and the, sometimes i hear questions uh say families they have monotonous works and the one i like to follow is well parents changing diapers of their kids and it's monotonous and it's a messy job right and uh, and you know i don't have that responsibility thankfully but it but it's a, it's something that i see and know of it's a lot of fun <laughs> good <laughs> but the question is is when when it's when it's not so easy where it's different very difficult is there some incentive uh, to try to love god well of course every time you do an action it's unique and you love god every single day every action that you do whether it's you know cooking a meal or sweeping or you know changing a diaper or whether you're doing the field work or whether you're uh, at your work doing your tasks at your work when done for the love of god that is a new and unrepeatable act each and every day gives us chances to do a new and unrepeatable act now god god is sufficient in and of himself he he doesn't necessarily need our love but can we love God in new ways, unique ways, in ways that were never done before? And that gets at the point of our free will. The answer is yes. Each day we choose to love God. Each act of love for God is a new and unrepeatable act of love for God that God delights in. It's one of the reasons why he delights to be with us. We can love in new ways by our free will decision. Uh, and God, God is mysteriously, he, he welcomes that love. He wants it. So, Amen. Absolutely. Oh, Father. Uh, it's a joy to be with you. It's I a just, blessing. I enjoy this too. <laughs> I, I just love you. It's great, and and I, I can't just your joy and your and your enthusiasm for the faith and your love for both Mary and Jesus Christ is just awesome. I see you have you even have a fan club here today. So welcome. <laughs> we that's what we invite people to come down and and support us and have a cup of coffee and and be a part of the show by by supporting us in that manner. So we thank you guys for coming and we're thanking you Father for coming and uh we have a few more minutes uh before we're just a couple more minutes yep. and uh, there was one other thing Father that I wanted to ask before we let you go and that uh you know if somebody's trying to think of what how do I develop uh, a deeper prayer life you know I I've, I've done I've done these penances during Lent I've kind of gotten through those and I've I've, I've come to a, a deeper sense of okay if I if I create space for God 
then God can fill that space. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the next step after that? I mean, yeah. besides not letting go of the good things that we started during Lent. Very good. One, one of the hidden secrets of, de- of deepening one's prayer life is actually regular confession. Because the prayer, prayer that's efficacious is in the will. Choosing to communicate and listen to God, it's a choice. And so and the, and the church describes the sacrament of confession as the sacrament of conversion. Conversion to the mind of Christ, which always wills to manifest the love and will of God the Father. So the more we're free from anything that takes away from uh, our relationship with God, we are more free to pray. And that will mean deeper prayer. We want to be free to talk to God as much as possible. Excellent. Father Kinsel, we are we're out of time. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, next is Father Andrew Dickinson of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Talking about what students can look to do to stay connected to their faith over the summer. Stay tuned.